Hello, everyone. This is Beneath the Cow podcast with Cosplay Alliance, and my name is Cassandra Ariel, and I'm going to be your host. Now, today we're going to be tackling a topic called cosplay and consent. And with me, I have a lot of different cosplay guests from all over the cosplay community, and they're going to introduce themselves now. So we're going to start with Joni. Hi, guys. I am Joni Brosis. I am a cosplayer. I've been doing this for about probably over 12 years now. And um, I do a little Twitch streaming and a little bit of voice acting. I'll move on to It's Zilzy. And if I get Hi. your name wrong, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zilzy, uh, also Liz, but I usually go by Zilzy. Um, I've been a cosplayer for about like 10 years on and off. Um, I also do a little bit of Twitch streaming, you know, I dabble. I'm also an animation student. Nice, uh, Seattle's Beauty. Hi, my name is Sarah, also known as Seattle's Beauty. I am an actor. I've been on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm also a 3D print prop maker, and I've been a cosplayer for four years now. Good to have you. Uh, Overlayer B. Hi, everybody. My name is B. Uh, I used to be known as Cat Curtis on The Naked Do's. I created The Naked Nerd. I've interviewed a ton of people. I've been cosplaying for about 20 years. Um, and I'm a published author in uh, The Secret Loves of Geek Girls, put out by Dark Horse Comics. And I'm a wrestling student. Lots, lots on the go. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, let's get to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to your resume later. Uh, Victor's Pictures. Hello, everyone. I am Victor's Pictures. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having us. Uh, so yes, my name is Victor. Second uh, name, not Pictures, but it rhymes, so I like it. <laughs> I've uh, been cosplaying for a few years, but I'm an artist and a maker first, cosplayer second, and I just want to make cool stuff and meet cool people. Nice. Uh, Femis Chronicles, you're frozen, but we can probably still hear your voice. I don't know why I'm frozen. Um, <laughs> that's so weird. Let me try to stop and maybe restart the video. Is that okay. better? <laughs> uh, still frozen, but at least you look nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just a brick wall for me. While you're um, fixing that, we'll skip over to Megachromatic. Hi everyone, my name's Jose. I go by Metachromatic. I'm an artist, sewer, crafter, all of it. I've been cosplaying for about 10 years now, I think. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Moving over to Cashmere Tart. Hi guys, uh, I'm Cashmere Tart. My name is Micheline. I'm from South Africa. Um, I've only been cosplaying for about six years. Um, actually, I'm a makeup artist by trade. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> cool, and Mika. Hi, I am Michaela Lee. I go by Mika. I'm a Twitch streamer, uh, actor, and cosplayer. And I started all that right about when COVID hit. Before that, I was in healthcare management. Nice. Uh, Femis Chronicles, you're still frozen, so you may need to leave and then come back in and I'll let you in, see if that helps. Okay, I'll do that now. Thanks. We love modern technology. Mm -hmm. All right, let's, let's see. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I had to do that before we started, so. When you freeze, you just pray that it lands on you looking good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we've left. Let's all cross our fingers and we come back that, in. That, like, always works for me. Just restart. <laughs> Any mm -hmm. problem, just shut it up. Plug it, plug it back in. <laughs> just in case, everyone, make sure you're smiling the whole time. Smile and wave, <laughs> All right. Hold, please. <laughs> Doo -doo -doo. 
All right, well, while they're figuring that out, when we get back on, we'll go ahead and get started with this discussion. Now, cosplay and the term of cosplay and consent has been something that's been at the forefront of a lot of people's brains for quite some time now in the cosplay community, especially as cosplay has become more popularized with things like TikTok, with Instagram, and especially during the pandemic when cosplay really made a big, oh, hold on, hold please through my speech. Because we have, yay, Feminist Chronicles, there we go. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties. <laughs> You're totally fine. Um, but I'm Feminist Chronicles. Uh, my name is Jessica. I go by Feminist Chronicles. Um, I'm a cosplayer and model for the past seven years, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, we're happy to have you here. Um, now, jumping back in, um, as popularity with cosplay has gotten bigger within the community, it's also gotten bigger outside of the community as well, bringing a lot of people to cons and into the community that normally may not have been there before when cosplay was a little lesser known. And with people coming from outside of the community and being new to the community, this brings a lot of uh, issues sometimes when it comes to how to compose yourself and how to act around cons and on social media. And that's where cosplay and consent has kind of become a term that has been now uh, widely used for how to compose yourself and act at cons. Now, I want to ask each and every one of you just really quickly what cosplay is not consent or cosplay and means to you. We're going to start in the same order. So, Joni, what does cosplay and consent mean to you? Um, I think it's making sure that whoever you're with is comfortable with whatever you're doing. If uh, if you're filming them, if you're taking a picture, if you're putting your arm around them, I think it's always safe to ask first. So it's just asking if the person that you're with is comfortable and making sure that you're setting the example first. Zilzi? Um, I think just respecting everyone's boundaries and again, yeah, like asking if you can do anything, uh, if like, if you're not, wouldn't it be comfortable with someone just randomly coming up to you or taking your photo without asking, like, why, why would someone else be, you know? So, yeah. See how's beauty? I've been through a couple of times where people try to touch me in front of my boyfriend and some of them try to be sneaky about it by when they try to take a selfie with me and I see their hand behind trying to lower it. And I think that's, not cool like you guys shouldn't be sneaky about like trying to touch someone you should always respect their spaces and their significant others when they're actually taking the photo for you b uh i think some great points have already been made um i think what people just need to remember is that cosplayers are human beings we are not some nebulous fictional character come to life uh we do have our own boundaries everyone's boundaries are different and you can't ascertain people's boundaries without asking and if it is not an emphatic yes take it as a no if it's a maybe or whatever don't do it whatever you've asked ask first for everything and if they seem a little hesitant take it as a no good victor so I think a little analogy that I could give with all this, I kind of see cosplay and consent and within the environment of a convention, uh, it's very much like an art museum or a museum or maybe a zoo, but I'll, I'll stick with the, uh, <laughs> the museum analogy. Um, you know, I love art and everything that these people are making, it's art to me, like whether it's recycled crafts or you spend thousands of dollars uh, sewing or 3D printing, I just want to admire first from a distance and then, you know, respect at a closer distance but I'm not gonna touch it 
unless there's a sign or you get that verbal consent of, oh yeah, you can touch it, you can you know feel the proper, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's all about respect and being able to open that door for communication. Maybe you can make a new friend, maybe you can make a new stranger become friend, but you know, it's having that opportunity to talk to someone and not just, hey, you want a picture? And then, you know, sneak a grab or whatever. So really just trying to be very communicative with people and share in this hobby and art that we share. Thank you. Megachromatic? I would like to continue with that. Yeah, I think a big part of it will be communication and just making sure that um, things are very clear and that when it comes to consent, as far as how we interact with others, it is something that you're there to be comfortable and make sure that others are comfortable as well as a community. Kashmir Turk? Uh, I just want to touch on something that B also said, that if it's not an emphatic yes, uh, it's a no. Uh, I think a lot of people ask for consent considering that the answer will be yes. Um, so I think going into it without expectation that someone is owing you something or they owe you the picture and it's just kind of par for the cause to ask permission. Um, so yeah, just considering that no is an option as well. Mika? I guess cosplay's consent for me would be oh, like kind of in my head equates to the whole like that outfit just even outfits. That doesn't mean you're asking for it. That that whole thing that people do. Like if you want to cosplay a character that because you know anime and everything is like that. That might not have as much clothes on as like a normal human would. But you want to cosplay it. That that's not an invitation to like hit on you to go up to them. It, it's like sometimes you just want to feel sexy and like the character you like and you're not doing it for anybody else or giving them consent to treat you like you are. Good. Uh, Feminist Chronicles, you're frozen again, but can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. I don't know why this is happening. Um, <laughs> but um, to add on to that, I think everybody made great points. Um, I think a lot of people that they blur the lines between real people versus the characters. And so they kind of look at you as this avatar or this fictional character that they have um, control over. And that's couldn't be further from, from the truth because you know, like Mika was saying and B was saying, we're real people that are cosplaying these characters. And just because you may feel a type of way about how we look in the, the costumes, that's not an invitation for um, you to harass us or assault us or project your feelings about the character and how the character looks onto us. Now, uh, opening up for just a general discussion, do you think that there are certain tropes of characters or types of characters that people sort of have more um, of an idea that they don't need permission to? Do you think that because of a certain character or type of character that people kind of have it in their head that they are allowed to touch you, that they are allowed to uh, kind of interact with you as if you're the character instead of a person? If anyone wants to make chromatic? Um, I'll just be forward about it. I feel that from my experience, women um, or female presenting people tend to have a, um, a more difficult time with that overall. I feel that anime characters also deal with that. I think um, a lot of people like project the character into the cosplayer and if it's a, if it's a character that it is somewhat sexualized or um, is a character that tends to be approached like that in, in the source material, then it leads to people thinking that, hey, they're cosplaying that character, it comes with the character, when in reality, we, we're just dressing up, we're not trying to be treated like the character. Mm -hmm. 
Joni? Um, I've had uh, male cosplayer friends tell me that like a lot of women grope them very easily, which kind of sucks because you think that because we're groped so often that we would learn <laughs> not to do it to others. And I, I've noticed that like whenever he's at conventions and stuff, there's these like single moms that think it's okay to like grab his butt because he's in like tights and stuff. And it's like, why haven't we learned this yet? Like, I mean, we should know of all the people we should know, but um, I, I, I feel awful that men get groped so like easily and they're supposed to not have to say anything and think that that's, you know, a compliment to be groped by a woman. And I think that's an issue that we definitely need to cover. I'm going to jump, Zilzi, I'll get to you in a second, but jumping off of that, um, as for our male presenting guests on here, or just anyone, do we feel that men sometimes have less of a voice or feel that they are not really allowed to speak up about this kind of stuff as much as women are or are female presenting people? Um, and that's an open I, question to anybody, but. Yeah. I, I, think, I think we're expected to approach it differently. Um, I think like Joni said, I think we are expected to treat it like a compliment or just more flirtations and crossing a boundary. I do feel that um, it is a bigger reaction when we try to like set boundaries when it comes down to that. I've had people like come over and hug me because they really enjoy the character or, or, or things like that or like feel or try to like, you know, put hands in certain areas that um, might be seen as more or appropriate in the male body, but I do feel that there's an expectation of us to just kind of like laugh it off instead of like showing some sort of, some sort of discomfort with it. Anyone else before I jump to Zilzi? Seattle? Um, my boyfriend, if you guys know, he is Superman fit and he does a lot of armor cosplay. So he does cover his face. And a lot of times he can't hear you and he can't hear other people, but there'll be other times that people will touch him. And then I will see that. And I'll be like, kindly, I'll be like, could you not touch my boyfriend? Like sometimes like I have to be his like eyes and ears for like situations like that. So it is harder for people when they wear like full on armor, like helmets or just anything. Cause they won't realize like what's going on around them. So I've had to deal with that sort of situation. B, is this with uh, this topic or? Uh, this is with this one. Yeah, actually okay, to add on to that. Yeah, um, one, about you. <laughs> oh, one thing that I've actually found uh, when it comes to people wearing masks or wearing things that cover them, their faces, um, people much more easily stop seeing them as other human beings but there's this depersonalization that just happens in some people's brains when someone is wearing a mask that they just it doesn't register in their brain that that in there is a human being with thoughts and feelings i've seen it with people like even mascots in muppet costumes like people are i find the the most careless to people whose faces they can't see um and I, I think that's an issue that that needs to be looked at for sure. So the dehumanization of people because you can't see their face. Right. Got it. Mm. Uh, jumping back to Zilzi. Yes. Um, I almost forgot my point. Oh. <laughs> but I was just uh, going off of what Joni said uh, with like the the male cosplayers and like and like the tights and stuff. And I feel like 
a lot of like males and females um uh what who are cosplaying stuff that's like big in all, like all media not just like anime or stuff like that like the big media like marvel and stuff like that i feel like they get kind of um what's the word they don't get a lot of consent because it's a lot of i don't want to call them like normies but like people who are into cosplay like i feel like they don't know as many of the the rules of cosplay so they'll take pictures without asking and stuff like that um because they're not in the community uh, and i feel like that's like a really hard thing to deal with like especially yeti con specifically um like anyone who's been to yeti con uh here at blue mountain knows that there's a lot of non-cosplayers there and they get a lot of pictures taken of them like without asking and it's it's really uncomfortable <laughs> so do we find that in oh yep joni uh just bouncing off of that I, um someone had mentioned that i think it, it's a i think it was seattle's beauty that it helps to even if you see it happening like just you know being a friend to that person who's doing something wrong just to correct that be like oh hey it's actually you know, nicer if you if you ask them first, and then maybe even do it for them, like, you know, show them like, hey, this is how you do it. And it's it's completely normal to ask, because I think people are even embarrassed to like, oh, can I put my arm around you? Like, is that an awkward question? Like, it shouldn't be an awkward question. So we should make it, you know, more normal, just normalize it. Yeah, better to ask permission than to just do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, going back on that, Zilzi, you were talking about uh, a con that is mostly or a big population of people that aren't in the cosplay community. Uh, do you all collectively find that people who are outside of the community tend to find it a little more difficult to follow uh, protocol, uh, like with consent, than people who are in the community? Do you want to speak on that? Kashmir? Uh, so in South Africa, Comic-Con has only been a thing for maybe like six years or so. Uh, so cosplaying is very new. It's especially new to people who aren't like in any form of like a geekdom community or on socials. Um, so I feel like the first year that I cosplayed, uh, even though I was a first time cosplayer, I kind of knew what the protocols were um, because we see overseas cons all the time. And the audiences that went, I mean, like the the civilians that went um they were definitely like i mean they were treating cosplayers like mascots um so we got women all the like all the time like i was in harlequin um you would get women that think it's really cute and really ditzy and funny to like grab your bum or take pictures of your bum and post that so it was like the way it was the first year compared to now is completely different and you could really just see that people did not know how to act be. So um, I'm going to pull the old person card because <laughs> I've been going to cons and cosplaying since 2004 and the uh, landscape has changed dramatically in the last 20 years. Um, and other cosplayers uh, are a little bit more cognizant, but uh, whether it's um, intense fans or whether it's people outside of like the nerd community who are new to it or who have kind of come to to see what it's about um, I find there's an issue with all of it there's even an issue I find within our own individual communities with parasocial relationships that happen um, I actually find that 
a little bit more uh, because people will join your communities and they will hear you talk and they will hear what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with, but it won't register because they don't think you're talking to them because they follow you and you've interacted with them. So they think you're friends. When they follow you, they are a stranger. And I think a lot of people need to understand um, boundaries just across the board, whether you're in the community, whether you're new to it, and whether you're, you know, you've been following and supporting the certain cosplayer and speaking with them back and forth for a while. Um, that's actually a really good point uh, that I definitely wanted to bring up and talk about that cosplaying consent isn't just limited to cons, it's also on social media. And there's been a lot, like you said, of parasocial relationships. Now, um, when it comes to parasocial relationships, does anyone have anything that they would like to speak on this with how it's contributed, uh, why the sorts of things like this happen, and how it kind of overlaps into physical things like at cons? Mika? I would say this because I like what I do most is streaming. So a lot of times it's I stream, I have the like very like, you know, it's a great community. A lot of the same people come back and then there's a lot of meetups that happen at conventions. Um, I would say they're probably some of the more unhealthy relationships oh. I've had in general because there's like an infatuation that can happen when you just sit for hours and watch the same person. Oh. And you forget that it's like, as much as I love my community, I don't know you as well as you know me. So a lot of times it's fine when I meet some people, but some, especially guys, have just had this like such an infatuation that it just becomes very like obsessive very quickly if you give any kind of friendship towards them. And I want to just be like, hey guys, let's all go hang out. But I've had to not do that as much because of how like, how it can escalate so quickly into feeling like my boundaries are really past. I've definitely mm -hmm. had such an issue with that, especially just from guys. And I, I think there's just a really weird dynamic that happens between like someone you follow or someone that you, you watch a lot and then actually meeting them in person. It's like, you're not starting on the same level and it's actually very odd dynamic for a relationship. And since I'm so new to this as well, it's just been very like jolting and just learning how to set better boundaries that are are nice. Like, cause it feels mean being like, hey, I don't, let's not hang out here. Hey, don't met, you know, message me. It feels mean, but it is just very, very different um, for sure. And can lead to just make sure everyone's comfortable <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Uh, Megachromatic Benjoni. Yeah. So I also wanted to add to that. I do feel like there's something else that happens too that I've noticed oh. when it comes to consent is especially parasocially, people might um, experience you, how you behave with certain people you might know in real life, or you might actually be friends with and ex have the same expectations for someone that you don't really know yet. Um, and it, it can become difficult to try to kind of navigate that, especially when it comes to spaces oh. where now we're all, all in person and you're seeing me interact a certain way with people that I'm comfortable with and I haven't met you yet, I don't really know you, but you are oh. comparing how I'm going to be treating you to how I treat people that I may have known for years and years. So yeah, I, th I think it's one of those things where like, it is difficult and, and it is hard to like 
like you were saying, not to feel mean or guilty or, or bad about it, but you have to do what's best for you and what you feel comfortable with. And setting those boundaries is just some, something that we all have to do at some point. Joni? I think what's helped me too is uh, realizing that a lot of our community is neurodivergent. So like understanding like there, there's a, a I have uh, my Twitch followers and uh, quite a few of them have autism mm -hmm. and it's really helped me. They've actually taught me a lot about being direct because a lot of people will just kind of skirt around it and say like, oh, well, this person just hates me. Oh, they're just being rude. And you don't even realize that they they think that you're best friends so you can joke and you can poke fun at each other. So I've had to kind of like be really, really di direct, like kind and polite, but also direct about, hey, this is how this person's feeling or this is how I'm feeling. I don't know if you're meaning to do this, but this is how it's making me feel. And, I, and I'm really, really happy because usually the response is, thank you, I didn't know. And most people don't tell me. So, you know, thanks for correcting that. And that's kind of helped me be more like brave in in setting these boundaries for myself because a lot of people just don't know they just have no idea that that's a boundary for somebody else when it's not a boundary for them silly silly sorry <laughs> that's okay um yeah i feel like uh i've seen i have it has not to be personally or anyone that i know but i've seen um instances with uh bigger cosplayers or figures in the community where they've had stuff spread around that they were rude but in mm -hmm. reality i I feel like the, the from the information that I had gotten from it, it was just them, um, people thinking that bigger cosplayers and stuff owe people like their time when they don't actually like if they're say they're like going going back to the hotel for the day or like they're going to get some something to eat um, and like someone asks for a photo and it's like no like sorry like I'm done for the day and then people will go on and be like oh this person was so rude like they wouldn't take a picture with me um, and I just I don't think people realize that like you know again like we're humans too like we have to go eat like we're not here just to take pictures with you like we do also need to take care of ourselves. Does anyone else? Want to contribute? Seattle? So I've had interactions, um, some good ones, some bad. And sometimes people will try to include uh, themselves in my cosplay friend groups, like when we're trying mm -hmm. to like go do a group photo shoot and then they try to follow us like throughout the con. And we kindly say like, hey, we're doing like a photo shoot. Like it was nice meeting you and all that stuff, but we got to do this photo shoot. Sometimes they'll try to tag along. And then it's like, like we have to kindly ask them like, it's just us. Like, but then there were times that I've literally had to say, sorry for my language. Like I literally had to tell people to fuck off because they would be very persistent on like wanting to hang out with just me even though I hung out with a lot of guys and I'm like, I'm sorry, but you're being a little pushy and my boyfriend doesn't like this. And like, you have to respect like everyone's boundaries. Like, it's all about like, like I understand we talk on social media, but you have to understand like, I am a human being. I'm nice to you, but it comes to a point where you have to respect my space and my friends. Uh, now, along with um, Donnie and Zilzi and Seattle just gave some really good advice. Does anyone else have any advice for helping people kind of set boundaries, whether in person or on social media and dealing with some of that kind of guilt that comes with having to tell people no? Because I know a lot of people really struggle with that and I'm sure they could use some good advice. B? Um, I think a good way to do it is to just put yourself 
outside of yourself and see how you would want to be responded to in the situation. Like if somebody was to tell you no, uh, because not only is, is potentially humiliating someone um, not quite so nice, uh, but it can also be a dangerous situation because when people are humiliated, they can act irrationally and that's when bad things happen. Um, but definitely as soon as you feel your boundaries are being pushed, as soon as you feel them being pushed, stop it, nip it in the bud. Do not continue. Um, do not let it continue uh, because that's how you end up with people uh, in parasocial relationships uh, faking their death and sending you a bunch of weird shit in the mail. <laughs> okay. Happened. We don't yeah. want to get to that level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that happened to me. I learned how to set boundaries real quick after that. Uh, it's really weird. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a story. Um, but another part of it is um, just just make sure you're safe. Make sure that there are other people around, uh, especially if you need to. Like if someone keeps following you, find someone, ideally if you're at a con uh, or like a bar or something like that, some sort of security to make sure that you are extricated from the situation safely. Because at the end of the day, um, it sucks to hurt people's feelings, but our safety and our comfort is paramount. And I think that's when you have to kind of... Um, be a little bit of what some of us people pleasers would consider selfish. Um, but I think, I think that's a good way to do it. Just as soon as you feel it, start going down uh, an area you don't like, just stop it. Stop it before it gets worse. Um, it'll be better for them. It'll be better for you. Anybody else? Mika? I would just say straight up, just have someone else there. It's kind of like what Seattle's saying. Like she has her boyfriend there. That's really nice. I haven't really had like a significant other be able to be with me or anything. And it's just like almost impossible alone because it feels like whenever I try to set a boundary, it's not taken as seriously. And if I get stern enough to where it is taken seriously, I'm, I'm a bitch. And that's what's spread around. But if you mm -hmm. kind of have that person there, whether it's a trusted, like, which a moderator, you know, in person, my dad's come one time to a convention, even if it's just a best friend that can kind of step in and cut off that like creator to, you know, viewer and just go, Hey, it's like, if they need to be the bad guy, they can be the bad guy and vice versa. If my friend has someone come up there, Hey, we're going to go or just be that friend. that's like, I just want it to be us. Sorry. Don't be there. I just say, bring, bring someone else or know someone that's nearby and tell them if you come up walking fast looking at them like this help them out like i just say have have an ally in it i think so and i think big um big conversations like big group chats between cosplayers you know uh before you go to conventions is always a good thing uh just in terms of safety if not you know hey i love you let's hang out um it's hey i'm gonna be on the floor uh, is there anyone that's available if I need to like run away, essentially. Um, is there anyone I can pal around with because this person's making me feel unsafe? I know that if any cosplayers need it, I'm six feet tall, uh, I'm a wrestling fan and I do not have a problem 
being mean if need be. So I'm happy to help out whoever needs it. And just kind mama of be a, huh? Say your mama be. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I'm, I like being con mom. It's fun. Uh, Famous Chronicles, you had, did you have your hand up? Yes, I did. Um, just to add on to that, I, I feel like it sometimes it is like you feel like you're caught between a rock and a hard place because you don't want to be rude. You don't want to give off the wrong impression or, you know, people have their their commentary. Um, but I also feel like for me, one of the things that I try to put in place is for the people that are following me or, you know, they follow on, on, on what I'm doing. I'll try to put disclaimers out or not disclaimers, but I try to um, remind the community of the standards that we have as cosplayers and just people in the community of basic respect. Cosplay is not consent. So that's something that I do. I try to do every time I go to a convention. If you see me and you know me online, these are the standards that I have. And um, when it comes to people that may not see those things or they may not be conscious about the, uh, the protocol, <laughs> um, I feel like, again, um, to, uh, I'm sorry, to what Mika was saying, you should definitely want to have somebody there to support you. And Seattle's Beauty, you said the same thing, um, because then you don't feel like you're you're by yourself and you have to defend yourself and you don't know how the situation is going to go. But I also feel like at this point, um, you know, to what B is saying, there's no, there's no time when it comes to your safety, there, there's no, uh, you know, trying to walk on eggshells to see how people feel about it. If you really feel threatened, sometimes you have to put your foot down and you have to just say, hey, you know, that's not OK. Um, I, I don't really want to interact in that way. And sometimes you just got to walk away. People are going to say what they're going to say. But at the end of the day, um, some people don't understand boundaries and some people really just want to test you. And I think just being conscious of that and your safety you have to follow the, the precautions, have a buddy system, but at the same time, um, some people will test you and they don't care about, you know, cosplay is not consent. They they just want to assault you or humiliate you or, or whatever the case may be for them. Um, so yeah. Victor? Oh, I raised my hand, but I believe Joni had her hand before me. Oh, Joni, did you have? Uh, most, most, most of you put out the points that I was gonna put out, but... Um, Mostly I, I, so I, I lead by example by making sure it's like, even I, I speak a little bit louder when I ask for permission so that everyone around me or like if people are waiting in line to either take a picture or interact with me, I, I, I always start out with, may I put my arm around you or do you want to take a picture? Or I like, I always ask first just so that it's completely normal to do it. And that, then they always ask in return, like, oh, I was going to ask you too. And it's like, yes. <laughs> And the other point is um, I've had to, what, one of the things that I, I do, and sometimes it's not ideal, but um, if you're able to take a picture with someone who is not really behaving um, to, get, to get a pic for yourself, you can give that to security at a later point so that they know what they look like, they can go find them, and that way security is a bad guy and some random person just called him out and it wasn't me. I'm not the bad guy, but somebody else did. <laughs> and so that way they can't really come after you, but that way, you know, they're, they're able to find them and they're able to deal with them however they need to. It's really, really good advice. I think a lot of people kind of forget about that you are allowed to go to security at cons. 
Um, Cause they're there to help. They're there to be there for you. And they're there as a tool to be used. So you can, if you have a hard time setting boundaries, or if you notice something like that, having the picture with them, if you're comfortable, so you can show it, that's a really, really good advice. So thank you for putting that out there for people. Cause I know a lot of people are a bit scared to kind of speak up and stand up for themselves. Uh, Victor. Yeah. So everyone here has been saying a lot of very uh, indispensable inf uh, piece of information, but uh, a few things I want to add on is I think there's a huge difference between uh being nice and not wanting to be rude and actually being kind. So there's a lot of things that you can say because you don't want to hurt someone, but at the end of the day, you're going to be hurting yourself. And that's, you know, you're trying to be nice, but that's not kind. And sometimes being kind, which is really genuinely trying to look out for everybody, but predominantly yourself. So this does lend into, I guess, in this conversation, the perspective of being a con goer and a cosplayer is, um, managing your own expectations. So uh, what do I mean by that? So if you're a cosplayer, I mean, I, I don't really need to discuss too much about that. If you go to these cons, you already know what to expect. But to um, con goers that don't really know how to behave around other people, um, yeah, setting your own expectations. So I feel as though when I think I forget who mentioned it, but oh, they're, they're saying, oh, this person's being rude. They didn't want to take a photo that person's expectation was I'm going to show up to this con, I'm going to get them and I'm going to get their picture and then we're having a great time. You're already setting yourself up for failure. If that's what you're thinking about going to a con, like at minimum, I'm just trying to go to a con and not make anyone's time worse than it already is. I just want to, you know, say hello and then have a conversation and then maybe ease into a photo or some sort of engagement afterwards. But it really does come uh, dumb down to, for me at least is managing your own expectations of, what are you actually trying to get out of this con and then really be real with yourself? Is this at the expense of someone else? Are you being selfish or are you being genuine about whatever it is you're trying to do? And I think that also goes back to the parasocial relationships and at the same time wearing masks because social media can become a mask that people see who you are on social media, which is about maybe 10% of who you really are. So when they see you in real life, they have an expectation for who you are. Uh, who they think you are. So it's setting those boundaries while still keeping true to yourself, your mental health and your emotional health without hurting feelings, which sometimes feelings have to get hurt in order for you to stay safe. And like everyone said, if someone thinks, well, they're mean for doing this, then you set your boundaries and that's what's most important. People are going to say what they're going to say sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, now, something that's been kind of going around a lot and becoming more prevalent, unfortunately, uh, has to do with consent and photography. Um, does anyone have any advice for people about when it comes to uh, photographers at cons or working with photographers, setting boundaries and consent, working with either new photographers, established photographers? Because uh, that's very important and something that I know a lot of newer and younger cosplayers uh, find themselves having a hard time navigating. Uh, Zilzi. Um, I always go and like, if I see a photographer is either followed by or like following or has worked with somebody that I know or as a friend, I will always try to like vet information from them and be like, is this person safe to work with and stuff like that. Um, and if it is a new person or, or even if it's not a new person, always bring a friend, always have someone with you. Uh, never go to a photo shoot alone, even just not even for safety. Like, I mean, obviously for safety, but like even just to, like help you with cosplays, but like, especially for safety, um, always have someone with you. Uh, and make sure also, like, if you can, if you're not comfortable, like saying no to things, make sure that person is comfortable, like 
pulling you out of that situation, kind of going back to like the having someone with you who's a little bit bolder than you are, <laughs> like make sure they're able to say no. Like I don't, the amount of times I've, uh, photographers have been like, oh, turn around, like do a back shot, like let's do a back shot. And I've like for my friends, I'm like, no, actually, like she doesn't want to do that. Um, so just have someone be uh, being comfortable saying no and just have someone in general. Uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of newer cosplayers tend to be really flattered if people want to take their pictures. Um, so my advice to people is always just don't be flattered into putting yourself into a dangerous or uncomfortable situation. Like it just because someone has a camera, like you have to kind of humble yourself and be like, maybe I'm not that great and spectacular and everything like i don't need to take pictures with this person to feel better about myself i can just put a boundary down and be like okay so wait what is happening right now like do i need to go do this with this person even though i'm feeling like kind of iffy about it so yeah all right we'll go up the line mega chromatic um i think that a good idea would be to have a set of questions that will be telling as to what their uh, photographers or whoever might be approaching you um, for pictures what they could be trying to get at i will say can i bring a friend um can i make sure that it's public before we take pictures do you have any cosplays you usually work with that i can talk to what to expect mm -hmm. do you have samples of your work and um something else sometimes i throw in there it's also like okay well what type of pictures are you trying to get at? Because I've been approached before and I had, I heard people being like, oh, a photographer wants to take a picture in a hotel room because they have everything set up in a hotel room. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's a bad idea. I don't care if you bring a friend, that's a little bad idea. Um, but yeah, just a lot of those things, those questions will lead you to the answer whether how you should be approaching the situation. Because sometimes people, people will tell themselves people will let you know exactly what their intents are um, down the road. So yeah, just just open the conversation up and see see what what answers you get out of it. And that will be telling. Mm -hmm. Up to Seattle's beauty and then over to me. Also, if anybody goes to a con and there's like photographers who like follow you and like they hunt you down and like demand a photo shoot, always say no. Just like I've had to say no to someone at New York Comic Con and he wasn't happy and had to complain to other cosplayers about me because I didn't want to shoot with him. But I've like, it's, I've dealt with so many photographers who push and push and I'm like, you know what? It's not what this, it's not a photo shoot. It's a convention. We're here to have fun. We're here to dress up. Like I'm more than happy to take a couple shots with you, but I'm not going to go outside of the building and do like an hour photo shoot with you. Like photographers have to respect, like people are just here to enjoy the con and yeah. Also watch out for um, any emails. Like people will offer you money to shoot with you and say that like to come alone. And I'm like, nope, I always bring my mom. I always bring my boyfriend. Like always have someone with you at a photo shoot. Cause I've had photographers who are like, oh, why is this person here? And I'm like, I always bring someone. And he wanted some butt shots of me. And I was like, yep, I don't feel comfortable. I'm leaving. So yeah, definitely watch out for that. See? Oh, I think, hold on, can't hear you. Can't hear you now. Oh, no, Can see you. Rhyming. <laughs> no. It's 
Still can't hear you. I think she said she's going to come back. Okay. Hold please for technical difficulties. <laughs> well, while, uh, while B is coming back, does anyone else want to jump in on this topic? Oh, feminist. Um, yeah, so um, I've had a situation before and it didn't have to do with um, him crossing my boundaries in any like uh, personal or sexual regard, but um, I had a photographer who faithfully took the worst photos I've ever seen of myself. <laughs> um, and it came to a point where he, again, he would always come to conventions and try to take photos with me. But I knew that once he got a once he got the shot, it wasn't going to look good. It was not going to be flattering of me. And he was going to immediately post it on social media. And I, I learned through that experience, um, even though it wasn't that, you know, uh, drastic, that you do have to put parameters up with photographers. So to the point that some other um, people were saying is I try to have a conversation with the photographer beforehand um, and just kind of understand how they take photos and what they do, because at the end of the day, the photographers have the right to own the photos that they take. And so I just try to have a conversation with them of, um, am I able to get these photos back? Is there availability for me to do my own edits on it um, and have some sort of control over the images that are being taken and, and put out with me of me? Um, so that's just I feel like just standard for for whether it's safety. You want to understand how the photographer operates and how they're how they're going to be presenting you when they put that content out. So just have that conversation and know what you will be willing to work with. And if somebody has some rules that it's like, you know what, I'm not really, I'm not really down with that. Let them know that. And, and that's okay too. So. And that's an important point that sometimes we forget about until a really bad photo of us is posted that yeah. <laughs> conversation ahead of time to be like, Hey, I would love to have a say in the photos that we do and be posted. I know, uh, a lot of photographers will have uh, contracts uh, that both parties will be involved in in signing. Uh, a lot of times it's important to have a contract with photographers. So my personal advice is sometimes if you're going to work with someone, uh, have some kind of contract uh, and make sure you read all of the contract. And if there's something in there that you don't like, speak up and say it. It's okay to say no. I think that's a big important thing for all of us that are trying to get across is it's okay to put your foot down and set a boundary and say no. Um, B, you're back. Can we hear you? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes. Yay. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, so two things. Um, one is uh, if someone asks you to do something that sounds a little weird, but harmless, uh, definitely think twice. Um, I know that years and years and years back there was a photographer who or a videographer who would just do segments uh with female cosplayers asking these women to pretend that their feet were stuck in glue and a lot of people did it um because they thought haha this is hilarious it was a king yeah uh and those ended up on on websites if somebody asked you for anything like that or you know can you give us a, can you give me a video of this hyper specific but seemingly um innocuous thing or like taking pictures of your feet or whatever know that those might end up on sites that you might not be comfortable with them ending up on mm -hmm. um another thing um sorry to call out somebody in the chat uh but the dark knight quinn says um 
I observe other cosplayers working with photographers who they know for so long and from there I book a shoot with that photographer and when I went alone there nothing happened to me. Uh, while vetting is great, not everyone has the same experience. Mm -hmm. So just because a photographer has done nothing to you or to a friend or to whatever does not mean that they're safe with everyone. Um, a lot of photographers have a, a lot of people who, who prey on other people have either certain types or they'll work with people to get a good name and then they'll find somebody that they think is more of a target. Either they're younger or less experienced, uh, physically a smaller person. Um, they seem a little more shy, easy to to get into compromising situations without any sort of recourse for them. Um, that can still happen. So just because a photographer has been vetted does not mean that that photographer is necessarily safe for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's still a good idea to bring someone, even if this is somebody that your friend has worked with a bunch of times and trusts. Um, we actually have a great question here that I'm going to get to in just a second, because um, that brought up the topic when you were saying about the photographer asking them to do something specific. Uh, have any of you noticed or seen the trend sort of rising in things like that with social media uh, becoming popular, uh, asking people to do certain things just so they can get uh, viral videos and things like that? Uh, one experience that I personally just had recently at a con was a group of uh, a group of people we're going around and asking uh, female co identifying cosplayers to step on them and to do things like that. And there were some that were very young and they didn't feel comfortable and they were pressured into it to the point where they were getting really, really upset and crying. We had to get security on them. And it was because they were doing it for a show because they had a viral uh, video about doing that. So now they were trying to force younger cosplayers into doing this. And it was specifically because of the viral nature of the popularity that they got from it that now they were trying to pray to get people to do this. Uh, do you So do you think that social media specifically has increased people trying to push people's boundaries just for a reaction? Uh, anyone want to say something? Zilzi? I think uh, Mega Chromatic had his hand up too first. Yeah, it was at the same time, so I just went with whoever's yeah. on top. <laughs> I think he was first. <laughs> okay, Mega Chromatic, go ahead. Okay. Yes, I definitely have felt that. I have, I've, I've noticed people asking for very specific pictures or asking if they're close up of certain body parts or areas or how you thought about doing this cusp like this, how you thought about doing this cusp like that. Um, I also noticed that um, besides just like things being viral, I've, I've had people make comments to me. It's like, well, I saw this other this other cosplayer do this, or they have an OnlyFans, or they had no problem doing this for me, so I feel you could do it too. It's like, well, that's that's their choice if they chose to do that. I'm choosing state to say no. Um, so I do feel that there there is a different expectation for certain people to expect that just because we do cosplay and they've noticed that some cosplayers are okay with certain things, um, that all of us are, and that's not the case. Silzy? Um, I have personally experienced the rise in um, the interview at cons, mm -hmm. and most are okay, but I've had a few where the guys really love um, talking about picking up girls at cons and those kind of things, which I think is, first of all, very uncomfortable um, when you're just sitting there in your cosplay, you know, you think you're going to be talking about, you know, your cosplay or something, and then 
they're like, oh, anyway, like, you know, how do I pick up a girl at a con? And I'm like, you don't? Mm -hmm. Like, you, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, um, we're here to have a good time, not to, this isn't a dating show. But um, I feel like that's just a, a thing that shouldn't be happening, but is. Mm -hmm. Would anyone else like to talk on this topic before we move on? Mika? I would just say, and this happens a lot, I've learned it from Twitch first time chatters. So just anything like in at a con, if you don't know somebody and one of their first things they say is something asking for something specific, just no, just, mm -hmm. just, it's a no, it can be the weirdest stuff. And it's somehow a kink. Like I've had people first time chatters. Do you have any, and they, they, they'll like toe the line really, really like lightly. Do you have any boots? Yes. Can you show me one? Can you show me a knee high boots? That's a thing. I've got so many knee high boot questions or armpit. Hey, can you just raise your arm? Or like, can you do a picture like this? It's like, if someone mm -hmm. asks you something specific, I would just recommend just don't do it. People mm -hmm. are wild. The internet's wild. If you don't know them, just don't do it. Yeah. And Lorenzo in the chat actually makes a good point. It says when it comes to interviews, speak about the questions they're being asked before the camera starts rolling. Uh, that's a really good point. So that way, at least hopefully you won't be uh, bamboozled with something that you're not expecting. I mean, it doesn't mean they won't still do it, but it's a great way to figure out the vibe of what they're going to say. Cause sometimes you can tell right away from trying to talk to them if they're evasive about their questions, that's a big red flag and you are okay to just say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with this. Thank you. Uh, B. Uh, on that topic, actually, um, I, I noticed that a lot of people, and I used to interview people for a living at conventions, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of cosplayers. So I've been on both sides of this, um, but I mean, um, what I think a lot of people don't understand is when the camera run is rolling and it's not the questions they expected or, you know, the questions are just too much. Um, they feel pressured because the camera's rolling to go along with it, uh, to not shut it down right away. And it leads to a really uncomfortable moment. If somebody, it doesn't matter if somebody is filming you or not, if you are not comfortable with the con the questions or it is a question that was not discussed beforehand walk away hand on the mic peace good um anyone else have anything they want to say on that before we move to the next question yep okay uh so ghostface uh says do you think convention should be more responsible and take more accountability for cosplayer safety uh sort of touching on kind of a little bit of like what happened at hallmat recently Uh, Feminist Chronicles? Um, I absolutely think that they should bear more responsibility to keep con goers safe um, and, and guests safe. Um, in regards to Hallmat, I, I went to Hallmat, but I wasn't there the day that that whole fiasco with the roofing happened. Um, I went the, the next day and I seen how on edge staff was because of the events that took place. Um, they really tried to buckle down and make sure that everybody was safe. There wasn't any funny business going on. And I feel like perhaps maybe if we had that energy when the con opened, where staff was more vigilant about what was going on, we may not have had that situation happen. Now you can't stop what people are doing when they're, when they're, uh, preying on people. Cause that's literally what it was. Um, but I feel like not only should staff in the conventions be aware of these things that go on and, and try to keep us safe, 
but as far as like the repercussions that come with that, um, people should be afraid to go to conventions and do these types of things. There should be a clear message that if you partake in this type of behavior, if you prey on people, um, you're going to get handled with and you're going to jail. So <laughs> I feel like that we need to push that to um, the coordinators and the businesses that put these conventions on um, so that we kind of have more like a more vigilance when it comes to that, because I feel like people come to these conventions and they don't expect these things to happen because it's cosplay and anime and video games and everybody's in their in their childlike, you know, space. But that can be farther from the truth. You've got real predators out here preying on people. So and they should have real world consequences because exactly. even though it's a convention and you're within a specific space, it's still the real world. It's still a real crime. And these are real people mm -hmm. being hurt by it. And I do agree that conventions need to take a little more seriously when someone has been actually caught or they have their names about allowing them into conventions. Uh, sometimes people are known, like the list and the bingo game, they were known and still allowed to attend uh, conventions. So I do agree that there needs to be more real world consequences rather than just uh, you can't go to the con, but also the police, sometimes when it gets to this level, need to be involved so that people know that there are consequences rather than just, oh, people aren't going to get canceled kind of thing. Uh, B. The bare minimum is a blacklist. The yeah. bare minimum these people could do is just, you know, a lot of cons are run by the same people, even cons that aren't necessarily run by the same people um, speak. And it is so easy to create a blacklist of this person is not allowed to sign up um, if they like that name ends up in our system they will be banned like just don't let them into the con it's the I know a lot of the other stuff is and I understand the difficulties of running a convention especially one of the one of the larger ones or a newer convention that isn't necessarily, it's still getting its legs. But just making sure that these people don't attend your con is the least, the, the, the bare minimum. Agreed. Cashmere? Uh, uh, what happened in South Africa, so I feel like blacklists should uh, include cosplayers as well because they tend to uh, people have the mindset of these are the victims and those are the perpetrators and it's completely divided into whether it's civilians or cosplayers and what happened was we had a photographer that um, did a shoot day with a bunch of cosplayers he set up a camera in the dressing room filmed a bunch of cosplayers getting dressed, posted it online. And what happened was they tried banning him from the cons and he just ended up cosplaying. So he started cosplaying and he would cosplay like uh, Batman or characters that had his mm. face covered. And what happened was he still interacted with cosplayers. And when people found out like you really felt uh, violated you felt dirty because now you're actively spending time with someone that you believe is part of your community but it is kind of just like a wolf in sheep's clothing situation 
Uh, how do you think cons then can sort of combat this sort of thing? Megachromatic, I saw your hand. Because uh, again, like uh, we brought up the point of the, some of the cons being a lot bigger and people doing stuff like this. So what kind of solutions do we have that cons can put in act to make people feel safer? I, I feel like there's a couple of things that they could do. They could increase security. I feel that they could um, find a way to make in reporting events a lot easier, whether it's um, yeah. with a phone number, a number you can text. I feel like having stationary people that you can go to instead of having to roam around to you find a security person walking around. If they have specific stations in every room or, or every major event, they'll have a couple a table or two where people can just go to them where we know like something happened just now, I know exactly where to go to, have have more signs on, on how to contact and how to report. I even noticed um, many, many years ago, Megacon started putting big signs everywhere saying cosplay is not consent. I noticed that that changed people's perspective of consent a lot too. So I just feel like being transparent and just having ways where we can get to people where there's more more communication being spread around, where it's not just, oh, I told a staff member over there that was doing something. So I mm -hmm. it's up to them now to stop the attacks that they're doing to them and find someone else. I'm like, no, there we have technology, we have the space, have have ways to report where everyone gets notified, have more security and have locations where people can go to where not only can they speak with someone that will take care of their sole job is to deal with those issues but it's someone that can get them somewhere safe that can get them help and that could possibly stop something bad from happening to them so to summarize that easily identifiable stationary places dedicated specifically to this sort of thing and people who can actually help as well as i think also um uh, medical teams mm -hmm. as well uh, for that sort of thing. And also you said having a phone number or even a QR code uh, to make it easily for people to report things and perhaps have it to be anonymous. Mm -hmm. So that way people feel a little more comfortable submitting to that if there is someone that has a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause like, like we mentioned, like a lot of times you, you know, you, you know, people or you heard about this photographer or that photographer or something like that, or you just have, you just have a, a, some sort of interaction that you were not comfortable with, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's so difficult to try to find someone and tell someone about it where you're like, well, this, it, a, a con's a very complicated machine that's running all this weekend with all this stuff going on, like having a place where like, you know, that information is going to get to the right people. It's important because telling just someone you see walking around, that's just running by like pushing a trash car or, or cleaning or sweeping or something, it's just not going to get to the right people. Anyone else? Seattle? So I don't know if we're gonna talk about this, but guesting, like it's so hard sometimes to guess at a con because you know- actually the next question, so this is oh. great. <laughs> you were right on top of it. Um, so yeah, some I've guessed at some cons and my friends mm -hmm. have guessed it. And there's been situations where there has been fans who will like nonstop like harass my friends mm -hmm. and me and like sometimes I wish like security was close by to like escort them out and there's always like situations like you're kind of stuck there and you and you don't want to know what to do and luckily I'm never alone but then there's other cosplayers who I've seen who are alone at their desk and then sometimes I have to go over and like rescue them like oh hey we gotta go do this like thing like it was nice talking to you like kind of situations like that but yeah definitely more security or just have someone always there in like the guest 
cosplay area just in case of situations like that. But yeah. Someone dedicated to just sort of watching over yes. the guests. Um, I will say from two experiences that I've had that did it really, really well. Uh, and I know not a lot of cons have the budget for this sort of thing, but I do think a little bit of side thing that if people are going to have cosplayers as guests, there does need to be a budget for this sort of thing. Um, now, when I was at Cosplay World in Richmond and also at Yukon X in Brazil, we had people designated to be there for us almost like, I wouldn't say assistant because that sounds a little pretentious, but they their whole job was there to make sure that we were okay and make sure we had everything are needed, but also to step in if anything like this happened. And those are the only two times I've ever really seen that happen. Um, I've guested at cons where I couldn't even get in touch with the organizers. I couldn't get in touch with anybody when things were going on. Um, and it really felt like my safety was being pushed, pushed off to the back burner. And as a guest, it felt like really disheartening and a little bit scary to know that if I needed to reach someone, there was nothing I could do. So I do agree. I think that those cons that have put the effort in into having someone there to make sure you have uh, a little bit of a safety net is something that more cons uh, should invest into doing. Does anyone else have anything like to say on that as like cosplay guesting or make chromatic? Yeah, I think I think specifically because a lot of people might not realize like if you're at a table by yourself, you're asked to be there. So it's not like you like walk away safely or you can just like try yeah. to go somewhere where you might be safer. You're just kind of like there and you're expected to be there and situations could arise that you just have no control over and you're just there by yourself. Um, so I do feel like like a lot of things like you mentioned, um, but yeah, I it it is being a guest does open a different level of expectations from from um, attendees at cons that um, do require us to be a little bit more more firm with our expectation of what our boundaries are are. And um, yeah, there's it's definitely a lot more difficult to be a guest to just be walking around as a, as a cosplayer. Um, anything else? Have anything they want to add to that before I move on to the next topic? Okay. Uh, now that we're talking a lot about like physical touch on our personal bodies, but consent also deals with costumes and props and things like that. And sometimes people don't see props and costumes as needing consent to touch, walking up, asking to touch your costumes, asking to touch your props. Uh, so what are sort of the kind of protocols with that or just sort of if anyone has any examples they feel comfortable talking with of what to do or what not to do when it comes to touching and asking consent for props and costumes. Megachromatic. <laughs> I have a couple of examples. So I've, I've had moments where um, people approach me about a cosplay that I have made and they were asking about the fabric and they felt comfortable just touching my body to feel the fabric. Mm -hmm. um, I'm more than happy to share with you where I got my fabric or my materials, but <laughs> Um, I don't want it to be touched. I work hard on making it. Um, it's something that I don't want to be ruined and I don't want to be touched. Like if I felt comfortable with you touching the fabrics, for example, I will feel comfortable finding a way to pull it away from my body so you can touch the fabric but not touch me. Um, I have people before also like grab props, try to play with them, um, which is not only something that could break, but you can also harm someone else that could be nearby in, in busy areas of, of a con. I have people try to lift parts of my cosplay to see how it was made. Again, I feel like um, no matter how comfortable you might feel with that person, no matter how much communication you may have had with them in the past, those are boundaries. I know we, we a lot of a lot of the conversations we've had in this um, podcast has been about um, some situations where it, it could be 
um, lead to us feeling uncomfortable under sexual pretenses, but um, it doesn't have to be sexual for those same boundaries to be crossed. So I just feel like always ask, it's it's just nice to always ask. It's always um, important to realize that um, in a way our costumes are a session of our bodies because they are on us. And um, it could be unsafe to pull, tug, grab props and things like that. You never know how things are put together, how you, you could get hurt, you could hurt someone else. So it's always important to always just, just ask, no matter what it is, just always ask first. Think of it as an extension of the person's body, basically. Zilzi? Um, I think, yeah, always ask. And I, I don't think some people, like, especially if they're more into sewing, I don't think some people realize um, how flimsy certain props and armor and stuff are or can be um, and the work that goes into it. Um, like I have a friend who makes a lot of props and he built this really cool, excuse me, light up, uh, Raiden sword from Genshin. And obviously everyone wants to like, look at it, wants to touch it, wants to swing it around. And it, and it is all 3d printed. So like, it's decently solid, but like it could still snap. And like, I think people don't realize that, you know, if you swing something really hard, like it's going to break. Uh, and I just, I think, uh, people need to ask more and realize that like, this isn't real armor. This isn't like a real sword. Like we made these in our, in our rooms. <laughs> um, it, it can break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See so, yeah, And then I, I was gonna say, uh, I've had people like my boyfriend and I both cosplay as Arkham Knight and some people like to smack against the armor and like our helmets and we don't like mm -hmm. that. And yet people will just like, Oh, like, like when they try to like take a picture and they like fill the armor and they're like, oh, like, yeah, that's really hard. And I was like, yeah, please don't s s smack it. Like it will break. Like we've had like armor, like back pieces that will like, you can hear it like cracking if someone like tries to hug us or especially like the electronics. Like if you like smack it, then all of a sudden it, your helmet won't turn on mm. after that. So yeah, definitely ask or just not really touch anybody with armor because you just don't know what's going to happen. Victor? Uh, so this might be an unpopular opinion, not really, but for me, uh, when I make my props and generally when I make a prop, I'm not going to say it's bulletproof, but, you know, I've had my fiberglass helmets fall. I've had, uh, you know, a lot of my huge props fall and like they're fine. But um, when I go to these conventions, um, low key, my objective is to have people hold them, right? Like, I made this. I'm proud of it. I want you to hold this here. But at the same time, I don't want the first thing that when people come up to music, like, can I touch your, can I touch your armor? Can I touch your prop? Like, you know, that's not really what I'm expecting. I'm kind of hoping to just interact with people. So it's also akin to the cosplay photographies and coming from the, pr the perspective of being a photographer myself. Uh, for me, I find that the best photos and the best props are really where you just hang out with a person and have meaningful conversations. And then it's a, Oh, would you like to see it? And, um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the game Destiny, but a while ago I did a repaint of this massive rocket launcher. It's like three and a half feet long. It's, it's a massive thing. And then I gave it to my friend and half the time you had people just wanting to touch it, like get all up in the business. And then my friend would immediately run away. Uh, the other half of the time it was a diehard Destiny fan. And then they were having some great conversations about, you know, the video games that they played, all the different stories that they had playing online. And then it ended up being, oh, hey, would you like to hold it? So when it comes to that, I just feel, again, it goes back to the whole being transparent and being able to communicate genuine mm -hmm. thoughts with people. And then naturally, you can 
ask if, if you want to hold a prop or inspect the armor to see how it is. Um, this actually got a lot of groping in LA Comic Con. That was kind of weird, like almost like a pet. They were like petting it like an animal. So that was that was really weird. Other times, as I mentioned, um, genuine conversations, and then I, I wanted to show them the arm. I would, you know, I would have taken it off my arm and gave it to them to, so that they could hold it. But yeah, um, just being able to approach someone and carry out a regular conversation and then talk about the craft and then how you actually made it. And then that'll lend itself naturally to, you know, actually get closer, not trying to force yourself on someone. Mm -hmm. So again, going back to asking for consent, mm -hmm. even if you're okay with it, because it also sets a precedent for everybody else. Because something that a lot of people, like if you have um, something that's really big and impressive that everyone is drawn to, or you have a bigger platform, that sometimes doing things just to set a good example for everybody else, because sometimes it can set a precedent. If you allow one thing, they say exactly what Megachromatic brought up before, well, this other person let me do it. So again, going back to sort of setting down the boundaries to show people that yes, for me, you can touch it, but you need to ask because the next person may not be okay with you touching their problem. Mm -hmm. um, does anyone else have anything they wanna say about that? Uh, also, I feel like it, it's like a two-parter with consent is if you then do allow someone to pose with the prop, I've had some people use like a baseball bat or whatever as like phallic objects, like they would hold it in really suggestive positions and stuff. And now what happens is if I wasn't paying attention to what they were doing when the picture was taken, it seems like I was consenting to what they were doing with my prop and not just the fact that they were holding the prop. So that's kind of, yeah, it, it's a whole can of worms. So setting boundaries after the consent of they start yeah. to do something being yeah, great. Or like, you can hold it, but Yeah, to say, like, hey, you hey, don't do that. Yeah. Anybody else? Joni? I think maybe even, like, I do everything, like, loudly so everyone can hear. <laughs> Like, you know, oh, be careful with it because the pieces of it are very delicate. Even if they're not delicate, be very careful with it. Or if I'm showing it or if I'm showing my outfit, like just be very careful with it. I, I prefer you didn't touch it, but uh, feel free to look at it if you have any questions I can answer. Just to even set those expectations for people so that hopefully everybody within earshot can understand like, okay, there's there's rules to, to being able to play with this or, or hold this or even look at it. Anybody else? Okay. Oh, wait. Mika, did you have your hand up? Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was oh. just doing this with my hair and then I was like, look really nice. <laughs> looked like it. Okay. Um, we're getting towards kind of the end of it. Um, and there's one thing. Uh, do you all think there's any kind of contributing factors to the rise in having to put our foot down for cosplay and consent, whether that be like we talked about social media or more outsiders coming in. Do you think there's anything else that's really contributing to this? We're gonna go Zilzi and then Feminist Chronicles. Um, I think uh, as we're on, I don't like we said uh, anything other than online more, but I think as we're online more and especially with like the length of COVID and people being inside, um, even like outside of cosplay, um, like in my college life, uh, people didn't go outside as much. So they didn't have like that face to face social interaction. So literally being online all the time, I think people have actually like forgotten <laughs> how to like communicate um, in person. Uh, like in like 
uh, outside of cosplay, like even in school, um, like th half the kids dropped out because they didn't want to be like in in actually in school versus online. So I just think a lot of people got thrown off by COVID, especially like the younger cosplayers coming into the uh, community now from being on TikTok. Um, they've only interacted on TikTok, so they don't know really the etiquette of being at a con in person because they they didn't have the chance to go when they were first starting. So now they have a skewed reality of what the cosplay community actually is. Mm -hmm. Feminist? Um, that's a great point, Zilzi. Uh, I feel like, yeah, a lot of people are out of touch with how to properly interact with people. Um, I think somebody made a comment before earlier about um, some neurodivergent people who have a different way of communicating. I think those are all valid. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know. I feel like some people, they don't, uh, they don't really care, you know, about, about the boundaries that are put into place. Um, and I also feel like there's larger conversations because the cosplay community is a microcosm of the larger population. Right. Um, so we have, we have some outliers in there, but I also feel like there are bigger conversations that are happening online to where people have, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? There these gender war conversations. And I use that for a lack of better terms, right? But there are some people out there that they heavily fall into these narratives online about, let's say for example, some content creators who may do OnlyFans. And even if they don't do OnlyFans, they made cosplay characters that are scantily clad, right? There are some people who will look at that and because of what they're consuming online and what they're entrenching themselves in mentally, they feel like um, it's okay to disrespect um, cosplayers. It's okay to disrespect women. It's okay to disrespect male cosplayers. You know, whatever their, their line of thinking is falling into, they're getting that source from a community online. And I feel like right now there is a converse, there are conversations that are happening that um, they kind of derail the cosplay as consent co um, conversation because some people feel like, well, if you dress like that, then you deserve it. And these people here in this vacuum that I'm talking into, they agree with that. And so they're going to run with that and they're going to, and they really don't care. They honestly could care less. And um, so I feel like at the end of the day, all we can do is just, continue to talk about these issues and how they affect us. But at the end of the day, you have to be conscious that some people, they feel very strongly about assault. They feel very strongly about uh, taking power away from people and minimizing and making people feel small. And just to go back to the consequences, giving these companies uh, and these, um, these people that own these conventions letting them know what our needs are to feel safe is paramount. Having them work closely with, with law enforcement is paramount because people are still going to do uh, things that make us feel uncomfortable. And if it reaches a certain level, there needs to be serious consequences. So that's the, the leg I'm standing on. <laughs> Now, as we kind of get to the end of this, I just want to thank everybody for being part of this conversation. This is a conversation that definitely needs to be, like you said, at the forefront 
of social media, of cons, of everyone's brains as it continues to rise and become more of an issue. Um, and I think having people like you all come on, give your advice, give things that people really need to hear is very important for a lot of cosplayers who may be a little afraid to step up and say something a lot of times because they're newer, because they're younger, or just because they're uncomfortable with it. Now, uh, I just want to give everyone just one last uh, little bit of advice to uh, people on social media, to people at cons, uh, people who have no idea what cosplay even is, maybe a convention is listening right now. Uh, what things do you have that could help people set boundaries or feel more comfortable in the cosplay space? And I want to give everyone a little bit of a chance to have just one last little parting wisdom. We'll start with Joni. <laughs> your friend, first. Your friend. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think one of the most important things is that we we are a community and as a community we need to look out for each other and anyone who is new entering that community they need to be welcomed but also you know taught you know what what it's like to be a part of this community what is appropriate in this community and if you see something, definitely say something or do something, you know, it, it doesn't have to be outrageous or like, oh, I'll fight you. <laughs> you know, you could just say like, hey, do you need any help? Can I can I help you? Actually, I have something back here. Do you want to talk about it real quick? Like, you know, it can be done privately and appropriately so that they feel safe because sometimes, you know, it's just like, oh, I have a clinging friend. It's it's fine. I'm fine. But, you know, just to always check on each other and just to make sure that everyone around you is okay looking for those cues constantly and seeing somebody, you know, I, I, I have this sometimes when I see someone in a Deadpool costume, you're like, I'm watching you. <laughs> you're allowed to act and you're allowed to be in character, but make sure you're doing it appropriately. <laughs> so, you know, just making sure like, okay, I'm going to watch that person for a second. Okay. They, they're, they're doing the right thing. They're behaving. So just, you know, making sure that we know our community and that our community even knows us that, you know, hey, if you ever need anything, we're here. If I'm at a convention, just come find me, come talk to me and I'll help you out however I can. Well said. Uh, B's uh, Wi-Fi cut out, so they're trying to get back on. But just in case they didn't, uh, thank you, B, if you're listening. Uh, Zilzi, any last part in wisdom? Um, I kind of want to like throw a little little in it um, because we're saying like, yeah, obviously like help your community. But also don't be ashamed if you're too scared um, mm -hmm. because a lot of younger cosplayers are too scared to speak up. Um, they don't feel comfortable. They don't want to be seen as like mean. They don't want to be seen as rude. Um, so don't be ashamed if you're not there yet. Um, obviously, like still try to push your boundaries. And that's when you can like find someone, find a friend who can help you like develop the um the confidence to set your boundaries but yeah just don't don't feel bad if you if you feel guilty or if you feel uncomfortable uh n like setting boundaries and stuff um because it is a learned thing um you're not going to be able to do it right away uh but it is good to learn <laughs> and you should learn but again if you if you don't have it right away find someone to help you and hopefully help you learn good well said seattle's beauty <laughs> uh don't don't be afraid to ask uh, to go to a convention or photo shoot alone. Always ask a family friend or significant other or just other cosplayer friends. Like if we're mutuals, like hit me up. Like, yeah, I'll be there, like meeting up with you so you don't have to go to a con alone. Like just don't be afraid to ask, like to go to anything alone. Like, yeah. Victor's pictures. My pictures. I don't know why I have to do all that. <laughs> 
What was that? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, last bit of parting advice. Uh, well, I think this could really apply to anything really, uh, predominantly hobbies, but um, obviously with any hobby or community, you're definitely going to have that group of, you know, ooh, if I say the word toxic or negative or however you want to describe it. Um, at the end of the day, a community is rooted within each and every individual. So I think it's really imperative that the individual, so I'm talking to myself, talking to everyone here and anyone who's watching this uh, in the future or now, but um, really understanding yourself as the individual and then just really going from there. So um, without ranting too much, um, you know, you can ask yourself personal questions like, oh, why am I doing this? Why am I cosplaying? Why am I here? And if your answers are something to the effect of, oh, I really enjoy this character and I want to share them with people, great. But on the other hand, if it's something along the lines of, oh, I hate this person, I'm, I'm going to show up and do this. And then so I'm going to, you know, you, you can definitely see the discrepancy between those objectives there. So really to help the community, it's really important that you help yourself first. And if you're in a good space, great. But if you're not, you definitely need to reach some help. And whether that's your close family friend or, you know, some sort of online helper, you know, whatever it is, it, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but at the end of the day, it is about the individual primarily. And then from there, that's how you grow the community. So just, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. And we're all here just to have fun. We're all nerds, weeds, dorks, whatever you want to be. We're just having fun here and we're not trying to impose anything else on other people. Don't use cosplay for evil. Mega chromatic. <laughs> so uh, as far as consent goes in cosplay, I feel like it's important to... Uh, sit with ourselves and kind of figure out what our boundaries are before we start exploring going to conventions, dressed up and doing photographies and stuff like that, because it's a, it's a quite no term response to kind of freeze in the moment. Um, but if you already know what your boundaries are and you already uh -huh. kind of know what expectations you have of yourself and what's okay with you and what's not, um, it's easier to advocate for yourself uh -huh. and don't be afraid to rely on others and have others rely on you too. Like, don't be afraid to like do a body system where it's like, hey, can we meet up at the hotel lobby and walk to the con together? Hey, just so you know, like with this wig, with this helmet, with this contest, I'm a little visually impaired or hearing impaired. Can you like be my eyes? Can you be my my ears? Can you kind of keep out from like, I'm not okay with this? Because some people find it easier to stand up for others than themselves. So it it, it could be something where like we can actually come as a community and, and stand up for each other. Like I've had cases where I have people be like, whoa, 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 I don't think that's that might be a bit too much because I'm just like, you know, frozen the moment. But yeah, I feel like if if we set our, our own boundaries and we know what they are, it's easier to center for ourselves before those boundaries get crossed. Before we, you know, if we just don't know like, oh, that's too much for me, but we know what those are. It really helps out a lot with us um, communicating that with other people and also making sure that we can center for ourselves and others. Well said. Mika. I guess I would just say, I think we made all like very, very good points and that they can be taken outside of cosplay as well. So just anyone listening, just taking, you know, setting boundaries. If you feel uncomfortable, you don't have to do something that for a convention that just for like going out with friends, going on a date with somebody, mm -hmm. I just think boundaries are just very, very important. And even exercising them at conventions can help just, you know, to put in your life as well with family and relationships, but just pushing it further into more like just personal life. I think these are a lot of 
good points. Even if you're meeting with somebody, a guy you met online, bring somebody. And if they're uncomfortable with you bringing someone, don't go. The first photographer I ever worked with before I even knew what cosplay was reached out and said, I love this look that you did. I didn't even know what cosplay was. I just wanted to look like a video game character. And he was the best example ever. I mean, he said, if you want to do a photo shoot, please bring somebody with you. He told me, hey, bring someone with you. I always want ask my the new people this, like, please bring someone with you. And I just think that's a, a good example. But just setting boundaries in general is really great. I, I have a book on the way on boundaries uh, that I just got. And it makes you feel more comfortable. What Mega Chromatic said is kind of what I was going to say, too, is like setting those boundaries before you go into the situation will help so much. And even boundaries in like if you're doing, I know cosplay is going pretty on the like the lewd side, even it's just knowing if you're going to go into that creator realm, just know your boundaries beforehand. It helps so much because people will try to come in and push you a little further on it. Just just start with your own boundaries, going to a con, just doing cosplay in general, and you'll feel a lot better and more confident. Thank you. Well said. Feminist Chronicles. Um, yeah, I think everybody made great points here. I think the main thing is that we all be conscious of what our boundaries are, what makes us comfortable and uncomfortable. Um, following safety precautions. It sucks that, you know, we have to be in buddy buddy systems and all of that, but it's better to be safe than sorry. So following your, your buddy system, your, your safety precautions is important. Um, and again, I feel like maybe it's things like this that that get the message across to, to the people that run these organizations and these events um, to put our, our safety first. And again, I'm gonna end it on consequences for those who do criminal behavior that needs to be followed up with. And people need to be afraid that if you um, make someone feel unsafe or if you assault them in any way, you're done for. So <laughs> yeah. Real life consequences. And rounding us out, cashmere tart. Uh, okay, so I touched on this earlier. It's just the whole thing of uh, we as human beings are really um, vulnerable in the sense that as soon as someone kind of love bombs us or makes us feel really good about ourselves, we tend to put ourselves in positions that are not so great. Um, so, yeah, just pretty much don't be so flattered i mean every single person not every single person but like every second person has a phone or a camera or whatever um don't be flattered by someone wanting to take your picture into putting yourself into a potentially dangerous situation or a harmful situation or something that you're going to feel really if you're gross about um just yeah just just be very humble yourself be very realistic with yourself and be like okay so maybe i don't need to feel this fabulous and this great and like someone is practically worshiping me from behind a camera because what results from this might not be good for me and it might not be good for my community Thank you everyone so much for being here for this conversation and all of the really great advice and stories that you all have told. Again, this is a topic that's so important to so many people and I really appreciate that you took the time to sit down and really give uh, a little bit of help to people who may need to hear it. Um, and you can find conversations like this and so much more on the Beneath the Cal podcast and Cosplay Alliance's social media sites. Uh, again, my name is Cassandra Ariel. I've been your host and until next time, bye everybody. Thank you everyone.